Today on the show, I will talk about how to experience consciousness beyond the mind and the body. And this is about experiencing free will and also about recognizing the separation between consciousness and this mind-body vehicle. Continue to support the podcast by rating and reviewing it on iTunes and sharing it with a friend. If you know someone you think would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Help me get the word out. I appreciate that. And you can also support the podcast by making a donation. Go to thestoryofmepodcast.com and to the contact page, there's a donate button. Make a donation, make a small contribution to help maintain this podcast. So you can connect with me on all social media, go to the Story of Me podcast website, and you can also submit your questions for the show. Okay, so now let's get to it. Beautiful am I, bountiful am I. Blissful am I Why, guru Beautiful am I Welcome to the story of me with Amarjit Singh. This is where my guests and I share personal stories from our life and explore the psychological insights that were learned from these experiences. Each story will entertain you as well as increase your understanding of your own psychological patterns. Then, through the principles of yoga psychology, you will learn how to overcome the resistance that is holding you back from living a more fulfilling life. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode where I share my experiences in psychological understanding, interview guests, and answer listener questions. Now let's get started with the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding. Welcome to the show. For new listeners, my name is Amarjit Singh, and I am your host. And for old listeners, welcome back. It's good to have you again. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I thought I would talk about a topic that kind of goes through all aspects of life and is really the way to experience the true self. And this is how to experience consciousness beyond the mind and the body, how to separate the mind, body, and consciousness to experience it in a way that's unaffected by the mind and the body. And this is also related to what is free will, right? We often wonder, what is free will? Do we have free will? Is something that I decide to do with my mind, is that free will? And the answer to that is very complicated in the fact that we don't know what you're reacting to in the mind. Are you reacting to impulses that are driving you to particular behaviors? And since most of the impulses are unconscious, we are unaware of what is driving the thought or the decision or the behavior. We just think it was an idea we had and we acted upon it, and we don't know the beginning of this experience, which was maybe the reaction emotionally, which then 
contributed to your behavior or your reaction. And this is why I've said in, in many of the podcasts that there's nothing wrong with experiencing emotion. The problem comes when you start to react to the emotion. And so what we're talking about today also is is how to not react to the emotions, to go beyond the typical reactions that you have, and to really learn how to control your consciousness and your mind and your body. And I'll give you an example of how I learned this and then relate it to really your life because it isn't separate. We can talk about meditation, but what is meditation but an experience? And this experience is to learn how to access the totality of your being. And it's not just during meditation that we want to do this. We want to do this throughout our whole life so that we can express our authentic nature and we can go deep and connect to our inner self and then connect to whatever we're doing in life. But what happens is that we get distracted or we get motivated through the emotional, physical, mental impulses and our free will then gets obstructed and we're unable to tell what are we really trying to do and why are we not able to fulfill our intentions. So what I want to share today then is a way to really understand the mind-body relationship with consciousness and how to experience your consciousness beyond the mind and beyond the physical body. And this is something that I've cultivated through meditation but it is something that you can use in all aspects of your life. In fact, the way you meditate tells a lot about how you live life. When I'm teaching a yoga class and we're doing meditation, I can watch the students meditate and tell you about their personality based on how they meditate. And I'll share this experience with you that I've had over my uh, meditation practice. And so when I do meditations, I do long meditation retreats where I'm meditating for 10, 20, or 40 days, 10 hours a day in silence. And so each meditation within the day is one two-hour meditation. Then you take a little break. And like everyone, when you sit down to meditate, it's challenging to be still. It's challenging not to react to the mind or the body because what is happening is what? The mind is telling you, what did you do yesterday? What should you do tomorrow? What about that argument you had with a friend? What about this relationship? What about this goal that you have? What about, and the mind just keeps speaking to you and speaking to you. And then what happens is that your meditation gets interrupted and you're getting distracted and, and you're not really focused. And soon enough, 10 minutes has gone by, 15 minutes, and you haven't even focused or meditated. 
And then we also have the same experience with the physical body. The leg hurts, the back hurts, the neck hurts, and we keep adjusting. We keep moving, stretching, trying to find that comfortable spot that we can stay still in. And it's really interesting when I go to these long meditation retreats, sometimes there's beginners and you can see the beginners when they try to put all these cushions around their knees and their their hips and every break they go get another cushion and eventually it looks like they have a couch built around them and they don't understand that the pain is not coming from the ground, it's coming from within the body. You can be comfortable sitting on the concrete floor, and you could be uncomfortable sitting on the most luxurious couch, because this comfort or discomfort comes from within. And when you understand how the body reacts to the mind and how the mind reacts to the body, you start to understand why you're moving or how you're moving or or the influences that are preventing you from being still. And this overflows into the way you live your life. Your life is a reaction to these things just like it is in meditation. It doesn't stop and start within meditation or within your daily life. They're the same. I'll share an experience with you about how I understood how to approach meditation and how this approach is really how to approach life, how to experience that you're not your body and you're not your mind. What tends to happen with the mind is that the mind talks. And who is the talker? Who is the communicator of this mind, where are these thoughts and ideas coming from, and why do you give in to them? And so we need to correct the way we process this information, because this is the root of all your problems. The mind can be your best friend or your biggest enemy, And I think everyone experiences this in some way, whether you have anxiety or fear or impulse control problems, addictions. This all stems from the relationship of the mind and the body and the consciousness. Who is in control in your experience, in your life? Is it the mind, the body, or the consciousness? And this will also determine how happy you are and how joyful you are and how you are able to sustain this. Because if you're reacting to the mind and the body, your happiness is fleeting because these things are changing rapidly. So I can tell you from my own experience how I was able to come to this understanding of this relationship. And I was in a meditation, and I had this burning pain in the center of my back. And this pain was so strong and intense, it was like my back was on fire from the inside. And I started to sweat. It was so painful. 
Now, when you're meditating, the goal is to be still, to be as still as possible, and that is to be like a statue, to not move at all. And as I'm trying not to move, this pain is getting more intense, more intense, and it's distracting me from meditation because the only thing that I can think of is how painful this is and how I want to get away from it. And now this meditation I was doing was in a posture where my shoulders were up and my arms were out, which was putting more pressure on the center of my back. Now, this is where the emotion of anger and love and all these emotions that I was dealing with at the time were stuck. So I started to think in this moment of pain that I'm pretty strong. I can use my strength to not move. I said, I'm stronger than this pain. It will not move me. And so this is the first method that I tried. And this is the method of force. And I'll give you three ways that people deal with this type of pain or this, this type of discomfort. And so the first one is by force. So imagine yourself in a posture like I was that is very difficult, and I was tensing all my muscles to fight this pain and trying not to move as the sweat was dripping down my face and this pain was just getting stronger. And this is how many people approach life. They approach life with this force. They say, it's me against the world, right? And, and you see these people. Everything is a confrontation for them. Everything is a fight. And some of these people wind up being economically successful because they battle, they fight to succeed. However, what I started to notice is that how is my mind? It wasn't peaceful. I'm trying to meditate, yet I'm trying to use all my force, all my strength to maintain this posture. But there was lots of tension in the mind, in the body. And so there's no peace. And if you go through life this way, yeah, you may be successful economically, and but how peaceful is your life? How much tension is in your life? Are you able to be relaxed? And so after trying this for 15 minutes or so, I realized that this is not going to work. Because, yeah, I'm strong. I can keep my arms up. and, and if, But for how long can I do this? And how peaceful is my mind? And this is not meditation. And if you're living life through this method, through force, there's no peace in it. There's no joy in it. Everything is a struggle. And believe me, I've gone through aspects of my life this way, and I know there's many people who do. 
and they feel like everything is a fight, everything is a confrontation. So after 15 minutes or 20 minutes, however long it was, I realized that this way is not working that well for me, that there's no peace in this method. And I began to then try to distract my mind. So I'm holding the same posture, I'm not moving, and I'm trying to imagine myself somewhere else. That I don't feel this pain, I'm on the beach, I'm somewhere else. And this is how many people go through life. This is how most of us go through life. Right? We, we do this in life through the television, movies, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is to distract yourself, to overeating. But we do all these things to distract ourselves from the difficult, from the painful. What do you think is happening when you're engaging in these behaviors, when you're not hungry and you're eating? Is you're feeding these emotions to distract yourself from the feelings. When you're indulging in these drugs, you're saying, I don't like the way I feel. I want to feel something else. And so it's distracting you from the moment. And this is a very difficult approach to stop, right? Because we have addictions. We engage in these behaviors for so long that they become addictions. And this is why it's difficult to understand if you're exhibiting free will or you're just reacting to the physical and emotional impulses. Because often these impulses are unconscious. They're so subtle that you don't hear or feel these impulses until they become a thought. And that thought is, oh, I want to uh, eat and recognizing that you're not hungry, or I want to drink tonight, or I want to do these drugs, or I want to just sit in front of the television. And you think, well, it's my decision. I made this decision. It was my decision. This is my free will. Because you are not sensitive or awake enough to understand that there were precursors to these thoughts in the form of emotions that were maybe subtle or unconscious, and then they cause you to physically react, and this is your habit pattern. And we do this in so many ways. There's so many unconscious habit patterns that you're reacting to, and you're thinking that it's your decision. And so this is why this second method of living your life or dealing with pain or dealing with what I wasn't during this meditation by distraction is a very difficult one to become aware of and also a difficult one to break because it's so much more comfortable to distract yourself. And we do this when we get depressed. We do this in all areas of the life. We find ways to manage the feelings that we have, whether we recognize these feelings or not. We're engaging in behaviors, even thinking, fantasizing, living in the future or the past. These are all distractions. 
And so this is what I became aware of during this second part of the meditation, where I realized that it's a little more peaceful than doing by force like the previous method, but it creates this duality because my body was somewhere and my mind was somewhere else. And so I was not present. And if you live through distraction, you're never present. You're in the past, you're in the future, you're somewhere else. And how can this be joyful? Not being present and trying to be happy is like trying to enjoy a party that you're not at. It's impossible. And this is why happiness is fleeting, because you're not present. And this is where joy exists. This is where happiness exists. It only exists in the present moment. And so this is the second method is this distraction that I realized, while it's more peaceful than by force, it's not working also. And so then I moved on to this third method. And this is the method that if you can master this in your life, in your meditation, you will experience the true self. You will experience happiness. You will experience your consciousness beyond the mind and the body. And it takes a lot of discipline in the fact that you have to learn to control the mind. What happens is we react to the mind. And we have to understand the proper order of thinking. When we look at the relationship between the mind and our consciousness in our life, We have to understand who is in charge. Because most people live through the mind. And they let the mind be the boss. This is like owning a company and you hire someone to manage the company for you. To be the manager. But you are the owner. And you allow the manager to tell you what to do. This is how many people live. This is the relationship that many people have with the mind, is they allow the mind to tell them what to do and not them control the mind. Because this is where it takes concentration. And the more you can meditate, the better your concentration gets. So maybe even discipline is not the right word. It's concentration. And what kind of concentration are we talking about? But this this focused concentration on the true self. So here I was in this meditation, and the pain was still there, right? I tried with force. I squeezed all my muscles and tried to keep my arms in the same position. And then after a while, I said, well, this is creating a lot of tension. So then I went on to the second method, and I tried to distract myself. And I said, well, this is more peaceful, but it's creating this duality. And so then I started to observe, why was I reacting so strongly to this pain? And why was it a struggle to maintain this posture? This was because the mind was telling me that the body was hurting, 
and I need to move because I need to relax the body to let go of this pain. Then I started to think, well, I'm not my mind and I'm not my body. And most people, when I teach a yoga class or a workshop, I will say, who are you? Right? If you've been listening to my podcast, I've asked this question, I think, on every episode. But it's an important question. It's the question. Who are you? And the students will say, oh, I'm not my mind. I'm not my body. Yet when they meditate, they're moving around and they're reacting to the mind and the body. So they don't really understand the truth of this statement. They understand it intellectually, but not experientially. And so this third method I'm giving you is how to experience that you are not your mind and you are not your body. And this is the only true way to understand consciousness, to understand this is through experience, this experiential level. So now going back to this meditation that was causing me lots of pain, my arms are out because of the posture the, the posture of this meditation was particular where we had to keep our arms up and to this to I think it was to the side. So my shoulders and my back was in pain. And I start to say, okay, my body is feeling this pain, but I'm not my body. I'm the consciousness behind the body. And the consciousness, which some people will call the soul or whatever you want to call it, doesn't experience pain. You can light your body on fire, you can die, and this consciousness continues and does not experience this physical pain. So it's just the body that's experiencing this physical pain. And if I'm not my body, am I truly experiencing this? Now, I'm not trying to ignore it, and I'm not saying that I'm not experiencing it in the physical body, but I'm saying that the physical body is experiencing it and not the true me. And since the true me is unmutable, it's not possible to harm it, to, to uh, destroy it, that it is still going to exist no matter how much pain I can experience in this body, it's not going to affect the true me. And so I said, okay, I'm going to understand the relationship between this mind and this body. I'm feeling and experiencing this pain through the body, but it's not me who's really experiencing it, it's the physical body. And the mind is telling me to relax the posture, put the arms down, you can't do this, it hurts too much. And I started to think, well, I'm not my mind either. Why am I going to listen to the mind? I don't need to listen to the mind. But what happens is, for most people throughout the day, is the impulses are so strong, they know they shouldn't be doing some behavior, but the impulse is so strong, so they react to it. And what I was doing is I'm saying, I'm not going to listen to my mind. And it kept repeating this, put the arms down just a little bit, just for a minute. And so I started to repeat this mantra to myself that I'm not going to listen to the mind. No matter what it says, how strong it says it, I'm not going to react to it. And then at the same time, I'm saying that this pain I'm experiencing is there. It's real. I'm experiencing it. But the true me is not experiencing the true self. And I just kept holding this posture and saying that it's not me who's feeling this. 
and I'm not going to listen to the mind. And eventually the mind stopped yelling at me. It stopped telling me to put the arms down because it recognized that I was not going to listen to it. And this takes a lot of concentration. Believe me, it was not easy to concentrate the mind to say that I'm not experiencing this pain through the consciousness, just through the physical body. And it's okay because, oh, maybe my back will be sore tomorrow. Maybe my arms will be sore tomorrow. But what's going to happen? Are my arms going to fall off? Is my back going to break in half? And this is an important thing to understand is you need to understand there are two types of, of discomfort. One, discomfort is something that, that is um, a warning to injury. And there's a, just a discomfort that this is painful, that, that this, is, this is uncomfortable. And so you have to know the difference. You have to understand the, the pain that's a warning that something serious is going to happen. But you can understand that, okay, this back hurts, the shoulders hurt, but nothing's really going to happen to me. Maybe I'll be sore for a few days, whatever's going to happen, but I'm not going to move, no matter how painful this gets. I'm not ignoring the pain, but I'm not reacting to it, and I'm not reacting to the way the mind is telling me to react. And so we, I started to put the relationship between me, the true self, the consciousness, and the mind in the proper order. I was in control of the mind. The mind was not going to control me. And if you can continue this, eventually this pain or this discomfort will go away. And then it became easy. In fact, it became pleasurable. What created this pain is this desire for to stop, this aversion to the pain I was experiencing. And this is, this is the, the basics of Buddhism, right? It's this desire or aversion that causes all your pain. And when I stopped reacting this way, the physical body stopped reacting. And so then you're able to relax better. You're able to be truly present. And if you can do this, in your daily life, in your meditation, your life will be much more pleasurable. You'll be present. And this is what I experience is how to really be present and how to put the proper order in the mind and the body and the consciousness. And eventually I started to develop this concentration that was so strong I was observing the physical and the mental body like I was outside of it. And this was an incredible experience because it's a true concentration of the mind. You're concentrating that mind that it's, you're not going to listen to it and you're not going to react to it. And when you start to cultivate this, this is when you're able to turn the mind off because eventually it stops talking if you're not listening to it. If you're not reacting to it, it starts to understand the proper order. And your concentration gets better, your capacity to be present becomes better, and all your problems start to not go away, but you don't react to them, so they don't become as difficult. 
because what creates more problems in your life is not the initial problem, but the reaction to it. You may have some problem, whether it's economics or, or, or personal. And while this is a real tangible problem, your reaction to it, this fear, this worry, this anxiety, this anger, is going to cause many more problems. In fact, it will not allow you, it will interrupt your capacity to deal with these problems in a in the best way. Because now you're reacting emotionally. Now you're reacting physically instead of really being able to deal with these issues and be present for them and understand why they're happening and what's really happening behind them. Because you're being clouded by the vibration of all these other things that are created. And what you want to do is you want to still your body and your mind so all these distractions go away and you can be present to really experience the moment. And this is the third method, right? Is to experience the truth. To experience your consciousness and the relationship between the mind and the body in the proper order. And I did this without moving. Not even a fraction of an inch. So when you're meditating or when you're just trying to sit still... Be like a statue. Do not move at all. Don't stretch the leg. Don't even move internally, trying to squeeze the muscles or try to relax everything as, as much as possible. And when you start to feel this discomfort or want to move in general, don't. Don't try to escape the pain because this will lead to more pain just like in your life your reactions to the problems, the emotional reactions, is what's causing you more trouble. And you want to be, as they say in Vipassana, be equanimous with the sensations. Don't react. Remind yourself that you are not your mind. You do not have to listen to it. Just because it's telling you to stretch your legs out or to move your posture, adjust your posture, posture doesn't mean you have to do it. Then the second part is not to escape the pain. But recognize that the body is just feeling a sensation. You're putting this judgment on it that you're calling it painful, but it's just a sensation. And remind yourself that you are the consciousness behind this who cannot be harmed no matter what happens. And the consciousness is not feeling this. The body is feeling it, and you're feeling it through the body, but it's not truly affecting the true self. And so while it's causing this discomfort on the body, it's not causing you, the true self, any pain. And remind yourself that it is the body that feels it, not you. Nothing will happen if you don't move, right? Your legs won't break off. Your back won't break in half. Tell yourself that it's okay. You can experience this sensation and nothing will happen. You may be sore the next day or something, but 
nothing will happen. And of course, it's important to know the difference between pain that leads to discomfort and pain that leads to injury. And this is why you need to really be in tune with your body. And throughout this process, repeat this mantra to yourself. I'm not my body. It won't hurt me. The true self. I'm not my mind, and I don't have to listen to it and move. And then at some point, this hurtful sensation will turn into just a sensation and eventually disappear. And if you're able to remain this this focus and this concentration, maybe the pain won't come back. Maybe it will, because it's temporary. Everything, even the pleasure, is temporary. But this is the process of experiencing the separation of the self and the mind-body vehicle. The stronger you can hold your concentration on this, the easier it becomes. This is how you discipline the mind and experience the true relationship between the mind, the body, and this consciousness or the soul. And it's this false identification to the body or to the reaction of the mind which restricts your understanding of your true self. Because when you identify with anything that is temporary, this pain, the body, the way the mind is working, you are identifying with something false. And this is creating suffering. And so the most important false identification to break is that you are your mind and body. And this is what is bringing you suffering. So you can take what I said and and try these three ways for yourself. Try to sit in a meditation for one hour without moving. And go through it. First try by force. Say, I'm strong, I cannot move, I'm going to do this. Then try by distraction. And then the third way, the right way, is to try to put the relationship in its proper order. And then you can understand experientially how you are not the mind and the body and see this true separation from the mind and the body to your consciousness. Because the mind and the body are just your instruments to navigate this human existence. You need to learn to be equanimous with these sensations of the body and you will learn to let go of your suffering. And you will learn how to experience your true self, the consciousness beyond this mind and body vehicle. I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American-style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. 
It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code The Story of Me Podcast and get 10% off. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the program. And remember, this way to experience consciousness is not just to do during meditation, but to do throughout your entire life, throughout the day. But you can also do this through the physical aspects of yoga, the asanas. When you're in a posture and having difficulty holding this posture, remember what I said, that you're not the mind and you're not the body. So don't react to the body. It's okay to experience the discomfort or the pain, but tell the mind you're not going to move. You're not going to listen to it. And just keep repeating that mantra to eventually the mind will stop because it recognizes that you're not going to listen to it. And then eventually the posture will become easier. And this is how to experience your consciousness beyond this mind-body vehicle. And you can do it. It's not impossible to do. It just takes concentration. Concentration on holding this idea that you are not the mind and you don't need to listen to it. This is true concentration, your capacity to recognize this and not react. The same thing in your life, to not react all right. So again, go to the story of me podcast.com. You can submit your questions for the program and I'll answer them on, on the show. Also, rate, review, and share the podcast with a friend. Help me get the word out, help spread the reach of this program. And if you enjoy the content that I'm bringing to you, please support the podcast and make a donation. Go to thestoryofmepodcast.com, and on the contact page, there is a donate button. And thank you for all those who have already contributed to the podcast. I really appreciate it, and I enjoy sharing my experiences with you. From the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding, allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions. Oh.